0: Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode one hundred. John and Wendy. Welcome back, <laughs> Steve Brown. Surprise! I'm your host, John.
1: And I'm Wendy. Ah, full circle. We are full circle, John.
0: Wendy, you know, on Star Joe's, I'm the one that usually says it's always our last episode. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's like my gag is, hey, you hope you enjoyed it because we're done after 10 years. Uh, this is not what I'm going to say at episode 100 because we're certainly not done. No. But yes, there is some beautiful symmetry yeah, to there this. There is, for sure. First off, congratulations, yes. Wendy. I, I can't believe we're here. Congratulations
1: to you as well. I know how many, was it like 90 or something where I was kind of like, wait, what, what, where, where are we?
0: 90 <laughs> something is where I had to, yeah, I had to drop the edit button. <laughs> yeah. Can't believe we're here awesome. and I want to start off by saying that we are dedicating this episode to the memory of Callie yeah. Zippel and Callie, we love you. We miss you very, much. you very much. Thank you for everything you did for us and for having us be part of of your world and in your podcast and everything you had going. We felt like it was the appropriate time to do that and so I want to start with Thanks. that and Wendy, it's hard to believe we're recording this right after our first chat of the year
1: yeah.
0: which was Absolutely astounding,
1: <laughs> that was bananas, oh my
0: God, the, yes, in my world, it was yes. bananas. The turnout was phenomenal yeah. the The number of people involved, the new people that came in, thanks to Nicole Roberts yeah. for helping out and for being willing to partner with us and to make it a, a crossover with job hunt chat the The cool thing though is this episode comes out right before our next chat. <laughs> <laughs> Which is going to be great because we are really, really fortunate. The episode, the chat, rather, is being sponsored by Mike Sipple Jr. and the folks at Centennial Inc. Yes,
1: thank you to Mike and Centennial for, for it. I think it's going to be another fantastic chat. I'm excited. We're going to keep the recruitment theme going and uh, talk about the upper echelons of hiring and uh, you know hiring the the executive director level folks. Um, so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, it's always fun to talk with Mike, but I think it's going to be a great topic for this group.
0: I think so, too. and It's kind of neat to have some... Symmetry or connection mm-hmm. between the two chats this month, For I think, sure. with having the first one being more about maybe people that are in search themselves. Now we're talking about really more from the recruiting perspective, finding those higher level people. How do you do it? How do you do it well? And there are certainly tips and tricks, I think, that we're going to be able to gain from Mike Definitely. and the folks at Centennial. Definitely. We're really excited yeah. about that. Definitely welcome everybody back. Yeah. And again, we're just thrilled that we are we got off to such an yes. amazing start with that Ooh. initial conversation
1: 2020 here we go
0: i've been teasing this episode <sighs> for a while
1: Hopefully and, no one's disappointed you
0: know, I, by the guest. <laughs> I well look, I can remember I can remember going to Cincinnati to meet Steve. I think it was the first time I met him in person. Maybe it was the second time. And I said, we were sitting out at lunch and I said, Hey Steve, you know, Wendy and I are going to start this podcast, and we'd really like you to be our first guest. And would you be willing to do it? And he said, Yes, I would, absolutely. And and he did, and, and it was amazing. And about fifty episodes in, give or take, so about a year ago, we're talking, and he says, Hey. I want to come on episode 100. I want to be your guest on 100. I said, absolutely. Are you kidding? Why wouldn't we do that? It is, again, this beautiful symmetry. And it was so funny to think, you know, here I am falling on my sword, begging, begging this guy to get on our show. And he's coming back and asking us to be at 100. Yep. I don't know how you introduce him, Wendy. I'm going to let you do that or or do the best you can, and we will get started from there.
1: <laughs> well, you know me. I like the short bios. I, I like them short and sweet. And, uh, trying to go with some symmetry, Got had to get a little creative. So uh, introducing everyone, because y'all know him. Y'all know Steve Brown. Uh, and all I'm going to say is lava lamps, llamas, and laughter. Steve, <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. We are so excited to have you. So exciting. Great to be yeah. here.
2: This is this is awesome.
1: Yeah,
2: one hundred episodes. I am so proud of you both. It's crazy.
1: It's insane, but we do have to start the same way we always do. Steve, what's in your glass? Uh,
2: I have an urban artifact operation plowshare blackberry Midwest fruit tart.
1: Nice. Well, you know, you know, I like the so sours. You know, I like the sour. Yes. So I had a. Uh, we were at Eponymous last night, and I had an apple pie sour that they made it was lovely it was it wasn't too tart it wasn't over the top just a tiny hit of of cinnamon in it yummy
2: i need to get out and see south dakota and eponymous because i know john's been there got the hat everything (laughs) i did i want a hat who who would have thought beer
0: bingo in yeah in south dakota i'd get a hat and i wear it proudly around around richmond and nobody's got any idea what it means Steve, like we mentioned, thrilled to have you back. And it's kind of, it's interesting pulling back the curtain. We were recording this show on January 13th of 2020. The first time you were on the show or the first time we recorded and as as our first guest and as that patient zero guinea pig, whatever you want to call what you were, the first person that we actually recorded with that wasn't just uh, me and Wendy was January 15th of 2018. Wow almost two years to the day, man, you've had a lot going on since then, just like we have. But can you talk a little bit about, we'll we'll talk more about the books in a minute, but maybe some of the things as far as for you uh, with LaRosa's with Sherm, just some of
2: the, you know, what what's been going on in those two years since, since we first spoke. It's been a wild ride to be honest. It's fun to watch how you guys have grown and it happens across the group that's been on the show. I was listening to the, where are they now episode? And you just go, wow. I mean, we just forget how much happens to us because we're in the middle of it. Uh, La Rose continues to be wildly successful. And uh, I've been doing a lot of more organizational design work, which is fascinating. But the big thing that I've been working on that I'm most proud of is we're doing development based on me meeting with the general managers. I get with them every other month and we sit and talk about people. Because we were taking a look and we said about 95% of everybody's day involves people. And we tend to think of work instead of people. We think of work as separate. And when I found out, hey, when you talk about work, what are you talking about? They go, Oh, well, Bob or Larry or Susie, you go, oh, so it's really, it's the people who are doing the work. And it's allowed us to build relationships. And I've always felt welcome in the stores when I go out to them. But now that I get to go and see them, we have conversations. Yes, we all go over tasks and agendas and items or employee relations situations, but we just talk and I've seen them grow and develop and get angry and get happy. We laugh a lot more and it's been huge. I really want to see workplaces humanized. I think you have to show it. You can't just keep saying it. Uh, It's funny. The number one thing they want is time and attention which I think is an incredible human characteristic. And I hate that we've lost that in the workplace. We felt that that is something to be put to the side. I'm trying it. They're like my little experimental bubble and they're fun. They push back and man, it's tough, but I, I love it. <laughs> sure. Wow. <laughs> uh, wild pride. I mean, since we've been here, the CEO has changed. There's been ups and downs uh, from the community in response to that. And I like that people raise their voices. It's funny. One thing I'm learning that I don't like in social media is we want to have everybody's opinion as long as you agree with mine. And I think that's just missing. Uh, We've missed dialogue and discourse and it's okay. Disagreements, awesome. And if you say, hey, I can't do this anymore. I need to walk away or make decisions. I absolutely support you. But let's, uh, let's talk to each other. The board continues to be the best thing I've ever done. I continue to see growth, change, some change that was probably overdue when it looks as an organization. And at the same time, 90% healthy. How about that? Let's just say that. Uh, Fair enough. You know, there are some people who transitioned. Some probably could have transitioned a long time ago. But what's fun is, and I'm so glad you dedicated it to Cali. When Cali came on to Sherm, that was the first time they had hired somebody as a young field service director ever. For her to make such an impact in such a short period of time was phenomenal. And for them to step out and make that decision, you see now a lot more diversity of people that they're hiring, uh, which is incredible. And also you see uh, diversity in age, gender, race, you name it. Inclusion is much more a factor. Not that it wasn't before, but you walked into an organization that had more long-term team members. And sometimes I I come from an organization with long-term team members. It's a blessing, but it's also a challenge because you may not get as many fresh perspectives. It's funny, this year in the 2020, we are adding four board members, which is the most we've ever added. Normally it's one or two, but we've had some people roll off and a few people who needed to unfortunately step down. So to have four new people in a group of 13 is a Big shift. Uh, I've met them; they're outstanding. I am so excited. I think the next uh, term, my I, I get to serve for two more years, and then I'm going to disappear and never do HR again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. I think the next two years are very exciting. I really do. Uh,
1: th- that's fantastic. i I like the I like your ongoing enthusiasm for the the organization for HR. Yeah, well, you know, we would miss you if you left, but we all have to step away at some point. I, you know, I like to dream about retirement. You know, when one of those books goes viral and you're making millions and millions of dollars. You know,
2: <laughs> absolutely rolling in
1: money. <laughs> you, know, you never know. I, I am glad that you're here and you're you're talking about it, and I totally agree that there's we've kind of forgotten how to to disagree. And have conversations. And so I am seeing more conversations coming up, which I think is good. So hopefully we'll continue on those. You know, your first book was fun. HR on purpose.
2: <laughs> it was mediocre. Way to go. Yeah, it,
1: was, it was okay. You know, uh, a few people have read it and they're like talking about it. And they're still talking about it. They're still reading it, which is fantastic. You know, it's great that it's it's still going. People still want to buy it people are still sharing it. Um, Somebody recently posted that they gave it to a a, a co-worker or someone that reported to them and they read it and and just loved it. So I think that speaks volumes to what you're putting out there. For you, what's been the biggest surprise since releasing the book?
2: I don't know if there's one. I have several. Uh, We'll let let you break the rules. All right. (laughs) Being being a (laughs) nonconformist, I'm going to anyway. I was told by Matt Davis, who's the publisher at Sherm, that on average, a book sells 500 copies. And when you go, oh, that's not possible, I go into a Barnes and Noble or I go into a bookshop and it's filled with volumes of books. He says, but honestly, the authors, I mean, not every author is a well-known name. And if you go through the stacks, you'll see names you don't recognize. And I go, oh, 500 books. Before I came on, I said, hey, by the way, how are we doing? It's sold over 12,000 copies.
1: Nice. And wow. I'm just like, nice.
2: what? Oh, wow. What does that mean? Uh so that <laughs> huge surprise because I no idea. It just can't grasp it, to be honest. But the reach of it is what has been the biggest surprise. Last night after the chat, uh someone started to follow me from Barbados. And I said, Hi, what's going on? She says, Read your book, loved it. And I went, What? Barbados. So in the last month, I, I'm trying to compete with the chat. I, I've not up to 100 countries yet, uh, but I have, in the last uh, two months, I got a note from a person in Portugal who said she was going to quit HR, read my book, and staying in the field. Nice. I got another one from uh, Bermuda, several from Africa. Uh, uh, I'm big in Kenya. Big.
1: <laughs> who would have thought? Who would have
2: uh, thought? Uh, but what's interesting, uh, there's Nellie, I don't know, Nellie Maluki, I think her name is. Nellie recently came onto Twitter, came onto uh, LinkedIn, and she's trying to get her SHRM certification. So she wrote me and said, can you help me get my SHRM certification? So I connected her with some people, and now she's going to get it. And she's quoting my book on LinkedIn. And then I'm getting requests to meet HR people from Kenya. And who, I can't fathom this. I'm from Ohio. <laughs> I'm from this small town in Ohio, and there are people all over the globe. And this last Friday, I talked to a large company, a national company, and I talked to their HR team, and they're reading the book for their HR team. And we got to talk about it at St. Norbert College, where Matt Stolick is. Uh, it's now officially in their library. That I mean, To have a book in a library, that is crazy and they uh, made it part of their formal curriculum. So if you take the senior graduate course, or sorry, the graduate course at Saint Norberg's, you'd read my book. Nice. It continues to, to astonish me, and you know, it's a group of stories when it comes down to it.
0: If memory serves, I believe somebody did a HR on Purpose conference. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. I've had I've had two so far. Uh, two, okay, <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> if we're gonna do this right. Uh, at Baton Rouge. Just did their entire conference right. on it. Yeah. And then uh, right after the book first came out, Muhammad Uzman from Pakistan did a three-day conference on the book and had banners and activities. And then I got to do Skype and talk to his entire HR team from Pakistan, uh, from the same chair that I'm sitting <laughs> at talking to you now. And he did all this before he gave them the book. Wow. Wow. And then at the end, uh, he gave them the book, and I had written their name in each one of them. So when they got it, it said, John, Wendy, oh, and it was personalized to nice. them. And they just went, oh, my gosh. And I thought, what is – I can't put into words. I really can't. <laughs> and I am not a person who is ever, ever short of talking. But, man, it, the response I've been getting is humbling every day. Love it.
0: Let's talk about how that kind of spins out then. So now you're in the process of HR rising. I know you're speaking to it and, and have started the process as best I know. What have you learned, Steve, from the first book that you're applying now in terms of process and, you know, as you prep and, and try to get things ready? What did you learn and, and what are you not doing this time maybe that that was that, that you've learned from it?
2: The first time I would write in spurts where I would write a chapter or a chapter and a half, and then did not sit back down for it for a week, two weeks, three weeks. And this time it was funny. I, I put together, or Sharon put together the contract. I'm reading through it. It's the same contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says due by January 15th. That was December 1st. And I went, oh, well. <laughs> uh, so now I'm writing constantly. Every day I'll write one to two hours after work. I've found it more invigorating. I know it's challenging. I've always been the kind of writer that sits down, writes, and I'm done. I don't write, rewrite, think through, all this kind of stuff. I don't know why. It's just much more, you know, ongoing thought than it is metered. I must say this. I must say this. I must say this. It was funny. One of the chapters I'm writing is called Crushing Inertia because too often we get stuck in life. It happens to all of us. Uh, Sometimes it's very natural, and sometimes we just can't get out of it. And ironically, when I got to that chapter, I couldn't write. I think the other thing I've learned, though, and I've watched uh, other people who've written books after I have, uh, Tim Sackett, Charlene Lobby put another book out there, and and several other people, both in Sherm and outside Sherm. I I read people's voices, and I hear people's voices. And I've had people tell me when they read the book, uh, my first book, that they hear my voice. And I went, oh, well, I want to remain true to that. So I'll go back through a chapter and go, is this really me talking? I can't pretend to be somebody else. I know there are authors who are more theoretical or more data-driven, and uh, I'm a storyteller. Always have been. So I want to tell stories that are genuine, but also hopefully uh, cause you to be emotionally charged. I'm hoping in this book, it kind of upsets you and makes you think about action because I think it's needed. Uh, the whole premise is how do you lead from where you're at instead of how do I lead when I get a certain level of title or position or a certain level of compensation or a certain number of people who work underneath me. I think we all have the ability to lead and in HR we choose not to. And I think that's a shame because uh, we get to work with people and people are, like I said, with my GMs, they're not any different than anybody else I've ever met. If I give somebody my time and attention, That's more important than anything other, anything else I can do. You guys both have kids. You know that the thing they want more than anything is your time and attention. That's it. Affirmation absolutely comes in it. If that's the case, boy, we have the keys to the kingdom. Uh, we can go crazy inside organizations just by leading through giving people basic things. I don't think this is a big Rubik's cube. I do have a few bold things that I can't tell you about because then no one will read the book. Understand, um, I, understand I think the other thing I've learned is uh, I'm enjoying this more the last time I really felt pressed like I needed to crank through it and get through it I know that I have a deadline but I'm enjoying it I get done I'm like oh wow that felt good to get off my chest and get out there so I hope it resonates with others
0: and did you mention it was January 15th? yes
2: yeah that what so I they, okay. gave me, they gave me so they you what know, what is me, the time? they gave me to the end of the month <laughs> Uh, I I have told the story before when I wrote the first book, I wrote nine chapters and thought, I'm done. This is amazing. (laughs) And Sherm came back and said, Hey, good start. (laughs) And I went, Oh, so the first book, what I had a goal of 30,000 words and this one's supposed to have 45,000. And right now I'm at 34 and I feel I have a lot more to write, but it's going to happen. Awesome. It'll come together and then it'll be out for SHRM 20 in San Diego. That was going to be my next question nice. is what is the, what's the nice. target for the uh, But I'm not speaking about it. Ha, ha, ha. I'm going to do something that I'm going to also going to get a chance to do in Alabama. It's called, it's okay to be human in HR. Nice. I like it.
1: Great. Exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. Let's turn focus back to us because this is all about us today.
2: Um, <laughs> Hundred. <laughs> <laughs> you need like a sound effect to go. Ah, or something right, like that.
1: right. <laughs>
2: do it, Send me Steve. It. You bleeped other people because they oh. cussed. Do you want me to cuss so you can do it?
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm happy to add some <laughs> whoop whoop in there.
1: Put something in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> You know, we we do we have to thank you, Steve, because you have uh, you've been one of our biggest cheerleaders, and we so appreciate all that you've done to uh, help promote the podcast and the Twitter chat and uh, support the community that brought together and or continue to grow. It just after that last night, it's just growing by leaps and bounds, which is just phenomenal and fantastic and and insane. We're not going to put you on the spot and make you pick a favorite episode unless you want to pick one. We'll we'll let you because, you know. I would
2: say this words. one and the <laughs> first one. The guest was really good.
1: That guest was phenomenal. We had a few complaints, but, you know, you can't please everybody. You can't please everybody. Um, but what, what keeps you listening and being a part of this community?
2: The thing that continues to astonish me is that you've given voice and visibility to people that should people should know. Too often when it comes to, oh, I hate the word, influencers and lists and stuff like that, and you guys have been on lists and so have I, and I'm very thankful for that, that people recognize the effort that people put out. But I think some people get credibility and it's shallow and it's hollow. Yours is not. Yours is genuine. Uh, you've brought people's voices forward uh, that are doing the work of HR. And no other podcast does this in our field, not one. It's funny. Uh, I'm watching some other podcasters, good friends of ours, who are now interviewing people you used to interview. And I go, huh? And they wouldn't have interviewed them because they don't have, you know, umpteen thousand followers or umpteen thousand posts or a blog or things like that. But they're doing work and impacting the workplace and making people's lives better. Uh, they've also been. Uh, funny. I love hearing the laughter. When I hear other people laugh, you go, huh, I guess there is laughter in the workplace, especially from HR people who are really soulless wraiths. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's, it, it's funny when you, when you hear the international episodes and you just hear the joy and the exuberance from the people, when you interview the students, the, the Wonder Women episodes where I, honestly, areas that we just so lo- Tread tread so lightly on when instead of having open conversations, it's made HR more reachable and tangible. And you should be commended for that because even the people who have been on the show, uh, they take pictures when they get together. They uh, tweet when they have lunch together if they happen to travel across the country and see each other. Uh, They can't wait to talk to each other all the time. It's given us the thread that the community needed. There are other chats that have done this, other things that happened. It, those have changed, such as Next Chat at SHRM has evolved. But you guys have said, no, we're going to stick to this. And what's funny is last night was a huge example of that. It was open. It was the, the Kevin Costner, you know. You build it and they'll come. It just missed, you know, Shoeless Joe Jackson and the cornfield. I can't wait for every Thursday. And I know that sounds like I'm sucking up, but you're the host and I should. <laughs> yes, you should. <laughs> uh, yes, you should. Uh, I, I do. I look forward to every Thursday. And, uh, you know, you guys are a part of my workouts. You're a part of my commutes. You're a part of my day. And uh, my day is better because of what you do. To pick one episode, it's just like when you say, so who's your favorite mentor? Uh, Bob and Karen calls and goes, oh, thanks, man. Thanks for for missing me. The other thing is that I think is really a testament to what you do is uh, it's a conversation and you see people pull their guards down. Very few episodes have I noticed, Uh, including the ones, John, you've done with vendors. Very few episodes do I hear people try to toe the party line or sound corporate-y or use a bunch of catchphrases. They finally, you can hear them almost exhale and go, oh, I get to be myself. So to have a podcast that captures that, especially in our field, is amazing. Yes,
0: thank you. You're extremely kind to say that, Steve. And I, I will tell you that my barometer for guests, particularly those that, don't have a huge voice out there if you don't know them and i know it's a good one I, you know and i've done this you know this i've called you or i've texted you and said <laughs> wait till you hear xyz and if they move me the way i think they move me yeah. i know they're going to blow you away i love that Again, so you are my you are my like i said you're my barometer in this <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to those that that are new and i think Wendy and i talk a little bit about that in 99 i think it really is been so much fun to meet so many phenomenal people that are doing things in our business, trying to be good, trying to do the right things that you don't know. And how did they find us? We don't, you know, we ask them, how'd you find us? How did you get involved? But thank you for being involved because then we have these conversations to decide, you know, who do we, who do we want to introduce to the community and who's, who's doing things to make things better and are cool. And at the end of the day, and so, again, I, I always say, though, it's particularly when there's somebody I know that I don't think, you know, I love shooting that note or getting in touch with you to tell you, hey, you can't I can't wait till you hear this person because they're going to floor you. And, and that's that's my. Well,
2: the thing that I've tried to hold to when it comes to social media is I believe good work deserves to be shared. I think I'm an island when it comes to that, because most people publish and post, hey, here's my stuff. Hey, here's my stuff. And I would rather take that and use the amplification that I've been fortunate to have to go, you need to listen to HR Social Hour because. You need to listen to the – you need to be in the Twitter chat because. And if people are kind enough to listen to me and join you, then we get better together. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about 2020 uh, to make it about <laughs> you again.
0: Uh, <laughs> it's about time. Dog, go you know, Beyond the book. Beyond the book, you know, what else are you excited about uh, for 2020? You know, you mentioned briefly. Uh, it sounds like maybe you're going to be Alabama Sherm National. Like, what else do you have going on? Conferences, engagements, anything going on? Like, I'm going
2: to speak at Alabama Sherm, uh, Tri-State Sherm up in Connecticut, which is Massachusetts, Connecticut, and another state. I don't know what state it is. Maybe Rhode Island. I don't know. We're at a casino. Who cares? That sounds good. Uh, the, it's with Mike Spinali, and he's fantastic. <laughs> oh, great! So, good, and, good. Uh, New York show, which I'm very excited about. We've been talking for years to do that. That'll be in the fall, and then I have a few other conferences that I'm doing. One virtual conference that I'm doing, uh, where I'm supposed to be a, a keynote for an hour and a half to a computer screen, which should be interesting. And then, wow. uh, but I'm speaking at local businesses here at the end of February. There's a local hospital that asked me to come and talk to all of their leadership teams. So there's going to be 360 people in healthcare. And talking to them about uh, what is talent really. And man, that excites me. And they're going to buy pizza, which is awesome. Because <laughs> I, went, I went to my CEO I said, so, can we feed 360 people? He goes, sure. I went, oh, that was awesome. <laughs> so uh, uh, the, uh, it, was, it was funny. I saw Taya Jackson just yesterday put, you know, what are your resolutions? And everybody re- responded back, I don't have resolutions or I do have resolutions. And here they are. I was in a group of people and I said, so, you know, what's coming up in 2020? I, I don't know what happens tomorrow. I, I'm not that guy. I, I go with the flow. I am that hippie. The, you know, it's not some shtick. I'm just like, Hey, it's tomorrow, it's Tuesday. What's going on? And I go with it. So uh, the reason I do that is not to be trite at all or, or avoid what you're saying. I don't want to miss the people. I can't. So, so, you know, Well, but it
0: sounds like you've got multiple things already lined up. You're not not entirely hippie, like just, you know, hey, whatever comes up uh, next week. Other
2: (laughs) other people say, so can we put marketing (laughs) stuff out? I'm like, okay, sure. Uh, I'm very humble. I never take it lightly when I get a chance to talk to our peers. I don't. I think there are people that do a great job at this, and it's very much, they, they do a good job. We're different people. I would rather talk and then get off the stage and meet everybody in the room. So anytime I get a chance to be in front of people, and I'm talking to a non-SHRM event in D.C. in June. But i got to gauge things. The other thing is Sherm. I mean, uh, the board's a huge position. I'm on the governance committee this year. Uh, I've been on the audit committee, on the comp and Benz committee, and finally the governance committee. So I've been on every facet of the board. And the governance committee is uh, exciting because you help govern the board and uh, pick future board members. Huge, huge thing. I'm excited.
1: Very nice. Well, Steve, it's now time for an abridged version of The Question Connection, because we've switched it up. We've got some new questions for 2020. I already talked to you about movies and music and all of that, so we're just going to do our new questions with you. Um, if people want to know what your favorite movie is, they got to go listen to the first one.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. I like it.
1: When you were young, what career did you dream of having?
2: I was stumped by this because I've I've been this guy who goes, huh, well, that's interesting. I wanted to be someone who impacted others. I really wanted to be somebody who made a difference. I didn't know what that was going to look like. I didn't know that that was a profession or a career, but I wanted to be someplace where, you know, what I did mattered. I wasn't really sure where that was going to go. I hope that that has happened. Over the years, but I don't know that I was so set on, hey, I want to be a policeman or hey, I want to be a fireman. I just wanted to be someone who made a difference.
0: I know you're the nonconformist, Steve. I'm going to ask you to keep it as, as close to one as you can. A new HR professional comes to you, and I say new, it could be emerging, it could be somebody that's coming into the industry because I love how many people we seem to be coming into the community that are trying to get into HR. Join, join what we do, but they come and ask you for one piece of advice about the industry and their career. What do you
2: tell them? Be genuine. People want us to be human. And for too long, we haven't been. We've tried to put on a facade or some sort of mantle that says we represent a certain portion of the organization whether that be all the negative stuff that you hear. And it's funny, I listened to the early episodes and I hear people describe HR and we're the no people, we're the compliance people, all the stereotypes. And it's 2020, doggone it, genuine, you know, faults and all. I find that when you're genuine, people understand that about you and they'll come talk to you much more so if you come as the HR person. Do I get another one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to disappoint I think the other one is have fun. Doc got it. Had a guy in my office today. He goes, "Huh, you really do have all this stuff in your office." <laughs> I said, yep. He goes, "This is," I, and he just kept looking around the room. And he says, "Can I touch stuff?" I'm like, "Sure, man, go crazy." And you know, he's in a, late, a person late in his career, and he says, "I, I miss this. I, I wish I would have been more myself when I came to work instead of putting on some other face." I said I learned that a long time ago. Now I know that I'm over the top. I think you need to have fun. Life's way too short, as we know. I mean, not to, to dwell on something. Callie was twenty-four. Thirty-four. Thirty-four. Still.
1: That's still young. Still very still
2: young. young. I just I remind she's reminds I'm reminded of her every day. She's somebody who enjoyed life, enjoyed being fun and laughing, and you know, being a little raucous being a little inappropriate just to get people to giggle. We need more of that, especially in HR.
1: For sure. I'm going to agree with that. All right. Last question, Steve. It's Steve Brown Day all around the world. What are we doing to celebrate? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. I would be so embarrassed by that. I would. Uh, we would have tie-dye T-shirt cannons. And we would and we would shoot at people, not to people. Uh, we wouldn't just shoot into the crowd. We'd be like, ah! People would have to duck. Uh, there would be alpaca rides, uh, and or like alpaca bingo. If you get spit on, you're out. Stuff like that, and a lot of music, tons of music. Rush, U2, Beatles. You know, as much as you could cram into it, uh, just to let people let loose and enjoy enjoy themselves. What are we eating? Oh. Uh, I was like, well, um, better be than that pizza. <laughs> uh, absolutely, best pizza in the world.
0: Steve, I, I would say you survived the question connection. We, you know, we we started changing them up about every fifty episodes, and so these are the the new ones. Those of you that listen to the next episode, where you yeah. get to hear them all with the full suite of questions, but. Steve, I cannot thank thank you you. enough. We say it a lot and we are just incredibly fortunate to have you in our corner to be cheerleading for us as you do. And when you asked me a year ago or so to come on episode 100, I thought, this is crazy. You know, I I was so appreciative of the fact when we sat down to talk about you doing episode one that you're coming back to us to say, I want to do 100 because I, I really appreciate and love what you're doing. This yeah. is the Mutual Appreciation Society, <laughs> as I call it, with Sarah Noel Wilson. Wendy and I just appreciate it so much. I can't fathom anybody <laughs> listening to this show that is not connected with you. However, if they're not, if this is their first time hearing you, how do they find you out there via social media?
2: The best two places are Twitter and at S Brown, H-R. There's an E on the end of Brown and on LinkedIn. Just understand, as I said in the first episode, if you connect with me, you better be ready to connect because I'm intentional, I will make sure to get to know you because I don't want to collect you. I want to find out the amazing human that you are.
0: We'll have that in the show notes. Wendy, how about you? What's the best way for the listeners to find you?
1: Our best way is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com, daily, as dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And of course, the second and fourth Sunday of each month, You will find me on Twitter at 7 p.m. Eastern time as part of the HR Social Hour Twitter chat. And again, a huge thank you to Mike Sippel and Centennial for sponsoring this next chat. How about you, John?
0: Find me at hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. Top left hand side of the screen, three little lines, open them up, access to all my contact information there. As we're going to say throughout this year, if you are an international listener, please contact us. We want to Thanks send you too. a gift. Would, would love to connect and talk to you, but definitely want to send you a gift of appreciation for being part of the community and listening to the show. I want to take a minute again, just to thank everybody that's listened this far has listened for a hundred episodes. Wendy yes. here's to many, many more. Congratulations, yes. my friend. I've I love Cheers. you. I'm I'm glad we're here together. We have made yes. it this far. We're gonna we're gonna keep this train going
1: as long as it keeps being fun.
0: As, as right, as know. long as it keeps being fun. And those of you who heard 99 yeah. know that's what we said. Until it's yeah. not fun, and we'll put out one five minute episode at the end saying thanks for all the fish. <laughs> see you later. Uh, but so for the HR Social Hour podcast, I'm John
1: and I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect,
0: give back, and network. network. Take care, everybody.
1: We'll see you soon.